Views and opinions expressed by callers, guests, and hosts do not necessarily reflect those of the Black Talk Radio Network and Black Talk Media Project. Black Talk Radio is new black media for the new millennium. to this broadcast of Black Talk Radio News. My name is Scotty Reed. I'm broadcasting from behind the enemy lines that I call USA Inc. It is a Thursday night. It is January the 31st, 2019, the last day of this month and this new year. And I hope that your week has been productive thus far. I do have a very important topic that I want to uh, discuss with the listening audience tonight. Um, you may have been distracted the other night by that CNN town hall featuring Kamala Harris because while that was going on and you was paying attention to that, the U.S. Senate was voting to undermine a landmark civil rights case that was won by the NAACP and we'll get to all of that uh, tonight. Now, um, if you don't know what I'm talking about, I'm talking about anti-BDS legislation. And we have senators now on records as being oath breakers. We have their votes. All of those who voted to advance this anti-boycott divestment sanction um, legislation is making its way through the Senate. It has been advanced out of committee. They are all broke breakers because they solemnly swore that they would support and defend the U.S. Constitution against all enemies, foreign and domestic. And instead of doing that, they're acting like a foreign agent. You know, we keep hearing all of this stuff about Russia, 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 which is fueled by mainly by the U.S. media. Um, Donald Trump haters, and no, I don't like Donald Trump. I'm not a conservative or, or anything. I don't buy into those partisan labels. But it's being driven by that and Mueller's investigation seeking collusion with the Russians, which no one has been charged with any collusion after two years. But that's what's been dominating the news media for two years in And to be honest with you, I could not find prior to coming on air any reports from CNN about this vote. I'm going to call it a historic vote because it's a vote. It was a vote to undermine his historic decision by the U.S. Supreme Court ruling on behalf of the NAACP in its use of economic nonviolent boycotts. So that is pretty much what I will be discussing tonight. If you have any questions or comments, oh man, please excuse me because I forgot to get dialed in uh, to our conference line so that you can give us a call at 704-802-5056. That's 704-802-5056. You hit the star key twice on your telephone keypad and that'll get you in. So y'all pardon me while I get in there because you can't get in if if I'm not in there. So y'all bear with me while I handle that. You are the first participant on this Uber conference. Please hold while we wait for the others to join. Okay. This call is being recorded. All right, we we are in there. So again, welcome to BTR News. Again, my name is Scotty Reed. Now, before I get get started, um, if you go to Black Talk Radio Network, because you may be listening via your tune-in apps and stuff on your smartphone, but 
you know, um, the post for tonight's program, it does have a link to my source material because you should always verify things for yourself. You should never take the word of talking heads, whether they on the television or the radio. And I, I don't mean that in a derogatory fashion, even though, you know, um, it has it was coined as a derogatory term for talking heads on your cable news outlets. But you should always verify and double check to make sure that you're getting, a, getting accurate information because there is a whole lot of propaganda out there. So before I get started, please support our organization, Black Talk Media Project. It is a North Carolina-based nonprofit new media organization. We educate people on the use of new media technology. Uh, we primarily serve the black community, but we'll help anybody. We, you know, we're here to serve the general public, but it was created with the black community in mind because we have a lack of black media in this country, you know, independent media. The only places that we have now for independent black thought on the issues is the internet. So that's why we decided in 2008 we needed a, a organization that was going to advance new media technology education. Um, so please support us. You can support us. We, we have a new campaign now, and I'll be adding some more stuff later. But the way that you can support our nonprofit is by becoming a publisher. Maybe you thought about becoming a blogger. You don't know how to set up a blog or anything like that. Hey, come on over to blacktalkradionetwork.com. Um, you know, you may have been hearing the news about uh, some of the nefarious things that Mark Zuckerberg's been doing with Facebook. I mean, they're always in the news for some scandal or what have you. Or maybe you, you know, are in Twitter jail and you're not looking to be on places where they are going to silence your voice. Now, with that said, we do have btrcommunity.com, which is our social media platform. And you can become a publisher and a subscriber to that social social media uh, platform with a subscription of $24, not a week, not a month, but a year. That breaks down to what, $2 a month, 50 cent a week, and you will be supporting the creation of independent black media. So let me go ahead and get into this topic for tonight. Now I may be on, I'll be on air for as long as I need to be on air. If I can get through this information and we don't have any callers or any questions or what have you, um, if I can get through it in an hour, I'll be done in an hour. I'm trying to make, you know, better use of my time. But if it takes more than that, I will go as long as I need to go on this topic so that we can vet this information thoroughly. Now, for those that know me, y'all going to have to pardon me because tonight I'm going to sound like a red-blooded American, Okay. I'm going I'm to use my U.S. Army veteran credentials and my citizenship in the United States, and, and I, I'm just going to be, you know, a, a red, white, and blue American tonight, okay? I'm going to play that role tonight, but in all seriousness, I'm for justice, okay? And I do definitely have problems with the U.S. Constitution, primarily the 13th Amendment, which, contrary to popular belief, did not abolish slavery, but carved out an exception clause which led to what I call neo-slavery, and some of y'all might call mass incarceration. No, it's neo-slavery. All right, so just giving you forewarning for those that know me so y'all won't be shocked of the language that I'll be using, but I won't be using this language insincerely I, I sincerely sincerely believe in the bill of rights okay I, I don't have a problem with anything in the bill of rights the only problem i have is when people try to undermine the bill of rights okay so before i get started let me read to you 
because we're talking about the United States Senate. Let me read to you the oath of office that every senator must swear or affirm to that they will support and defend the Constitution because everyone who voted for, what's the name of this bill? Um, the bill which was introduced by Florida Republican Marco Rubio, and I got many problems with, with Marco Rubio down there uh, in Florida, but he advanced, he is the one who introduced the Combating BDS Act into the Senate. And it advanced out of committee with bipartisan support with few senators seeking to stand up for the rights of Americans. Okay, so each and every one who gave a yay vote for this bill, they are oath breakers. And, and, and you know, as I was preparing for tonight's program, I was like, who, who do you turn to to enforce this law? Because there is a corresponding federal law. So it's against federal law for these federal office holders to violate their oath of office, which again is primarily to support and defend the Constitution. I was like, well, who's going to prosecute them when they break it? Who's going to do that job? Would it be the U.S. Attorney General? I would imagine it would be up to, you know, the uh, uh, prosecutors over there at the U.S. Attorney. So, you know, you got U.S. Attorney offices. They're split up by region all over the country. So, if you was a U.S. Attorney, let's say in a region that I, I'm, I don't recall I did look up the information in the past, but I, I haven't retained the information. But I live in North Carolina. Both of my senators, or should I say both the senators that were elected to represent North Carolina, that would be Richard Burr and Tom Tillis, whose offices I will be getting back in touch with. But who do I call the U.S. Attorney Office over this region to open up a case? on these senators for violating their oath of office. To be honest with you, I've never heard anyone cover that topic. And the question only came to me tonight. And we know with the uh, um, U.S. Attorney, um, Attorney General, the Department of Justice being an appointed position that oftentimes history will show they act in a partisan fashion. They do whatever they boss tell them to do with very little pushback. There are some, you know, sure, you can find some examples where some may have pushback, but but um, in, in terms of violating oaths of office, no, I, I haven't, I, I can't recall a case where a senator, and perhaps, you know, it's just, just me not knowing everything because I don't know everything, but I've never come across, and I'm an avid reader, I've never come across an article, a story, a paper, or nothing talking about a senator or a Congress or, or a representative uh, uh, being indicted for violating their oath of office and acting as, as agents of foreign enemy, of foreign people or foreign nations. But this is the oath that they take, took when they sworn, were sworn into office. I do solemnly swear or affirm that I will support and defend the Constitution of the United States against all enemies, foreign and domestic, that I will bear true faith and allegiance to the same, that I take this obligation freely without any mental reservation or purpose of evasion, and that I will well and faithfully discharge the duties of the office on which I am about to enter. So help me God. That's the oath these senators took when they, when they, you know, if they swore on the Bible or, or whatever they swore on. This is the oath that they took. They swore or affirmed to support and defend the U.S. Constitution, not to introduce bills and vote to pass bills that's going to undermine any part of the U.S. Constitution. All right, and so what? What? What am I talking about? Which amendment am I talking about? I'm talking about the First Amendment. Okay, and maybe I, I should have uh, posted the First Amendment in my in my uh, program description because a lot of you may not know what the First Amendment says. So let me read it with you. Read it to you. 
Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or bridging the freedom of speech or of the press or the right of the people to peaceably assemble and to petition the government for redress of grievance. So the part that we're focusing on tonight is freedom of speech. And we're talking about freedom of speech in the form of a nonviolent protest. Again, we are focusing on this this anti what they call in combating, combating BDS legislation. Now, where where did this BDS legislation come from? Now, excuse me, not the legislation, but where where does this movement start? Where did it start? Well, I can't really tell you where it it started, but I do know that the United Nations Human Rights uh, uh, Committee pushed for anti-BDS legislation related to the violation of the human rights of Palestinians. Now, you know, my audience, my target audience, because I know a lot of different people listen and, you know, they're not all classified as black. And we certainly, you know, appreciate you listening and those who who have also supported us monetarily. Um, But I target the black community. And we had this conversation Well, some of us have had this conversation about if black people should be worried about what's happening to other people. Well, I follow in the footsteps of Malcolm X. As I just had to drop a quote, a Malcolm X quote on somebody uh, tonight uh, who is a, a step and fetcher for Kamala Harris, who again didn't bother to show up to vote to keep a landmark civil rights case from being undermined. She was too busy, going, you know, uh, taking questions from audiences at this CNN town hall. Okay, so I've had that conversation with other people. I follow in the footsteps of Malcolm X. Malcolm X said, I'm a human being first. And I'm for whatever benefits humanity as a whole. Okay, I'm for justice first and foremost. And I can't practice justice if I'm only going to practice justice when it benefits me and mine. Okay? That's one of the things I loved about Malcolm when he came out of the the NOI. And for those who may not be in the know, there was a a human rights demonstration across the United States that was uh, started by U.S. prisoners standing up and demanding that their human rights be respected. They had a list of demands and everything. So you may not know, but Palestinians stood in solidarity with U.S. prisoners because, see, they know what that oppression looks like. They know what black people have suffered or suffer through. You know, I don't want to use past tense because it's present tense. Neo-slavery is, is alive and well in the United States. And they, they stood in solidarity with us. And, I, you know, I also follow the Black Panther Party, which was destroyed by the United States government which view it as a threat because of what? Because they were standing up for justice and liberty for all. And, you know, they made alliances and even had chapters in different places around the world, including a chapter in Palestine. See, on a world, when you take a world view and and when you're trying to fight a global oppressor, you need global allies. Because I like to think if we were able to defeat these people by ourselves and being in the belly of the beast, we would have already done it, right? I I would like to think that. So um, I'm not one to say I don't need help. I need as much as help as possible. Because, you know, 
My resources is limited. My community's resources is limited. I don't know everything. And then on a world stage, if we're going to talk about the UN and the Human Rights Committee and what have you, uh, uh, we need allies on, on, on that stage. That's why Malcolm X was traveling to the Arab countries and the African countries and whatnot. So I didn't mean to go off on that on that tangent, but I, I just want to get that out the way. Because I don't want nobody calling in here asking me, well, Sky, what do you care about? What happens to human beings on that side of the world? Well, it's because I am a human being who believes in practicing justice and cannot turn a blind eye to any injustice. Now, my solutions... We, you know, we may vary in our approach to solving the problem, but I say a death by a thousand paper cuts. Get in where you fit in, whatever your conscience dictates to you. All right. So, you know, as I wrote in my article, this is a move to protect a white supremacist satellite, Israel, and that is what it is. It's a white supremacist satellite. And, you know, you may, if you follow me on Twitter, you may have seen I retweeted um, a short video yesterday of Ethiopian Jews who are also Israelis. And as I had to tell the suspected racist today, um, um, you know, when I talk about Israel, I'm talking about a nation. I'm talking about a nationality. I ain't talking about Jews. But. You may have seen that video with Ethiopian Jews doing another demonstration, which they've been doing it for years against racism against them by um, the Ashkenazi or European, you know, uh, descendants who are now, you know, Israelis. I think it was a mentally handicapped Ethiopian uh, Jew was shot dead by police. And so they they had a mass demonstration. Of course, you didn't see that on your news. You're not going to see this stuff on American media. All right. So, but this anti-BDS legislation is a move to protect white supremacy in that part of the world. And I can't, and yes, I can believe. I had to stop saying I can't believe. I, 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 I should be able to believe all manner of evil that lies in the hearts of men and women. Nothing should surprise me. After all the studying of history I have done, nothing should surprise me. But it's just sad, it's just sad that the U.S. Senate is advancing anti-First Amendment legislation to protect a white supremacist satellite some settler colonialists in that part of the world and wants to punish Americans for participating in a nonviolent boycott. And it, and it's not being talked about widely. There ain't nothing on Twitter about this, this kind of stuff. This was not trending on Twitter. It's not being talked about in, in, in a wide circles on Facebook. It's not being, I'm not seeing a bunch of the major mainstream media corporate news outlets discussing this because they don't want you to know about it. And that's why I said on social media, this is what feeds into the conspiracy theories when people talk about Jews controlling the U.S. media. Now, it's not one that I'm not one to float that conspiracy theory, but you're giving legs to that. You're giving legs to that when you are, are focusing on Russia, Russia, Russia interfering in U.S. elections, but you will turn a blind eye or put a positive spin on the nation of Israel not only advancing this bill through our Senate, but also, they've gotten it passed in over 26 states. 26 states. How is that not news? A foreign power is getting laws passed in the United States to punish Americans for standing up for the human rights of people. So y'all the one, for, so for those that want to say, hey, you know, 
stop that 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 talking about the Jews control the media. You know, there's no truth to that. Well, you know, I'm not saying that there is, but you definitely give people ammunition when you don't cover this type of stuff. It makes people think. It's making me think. What is going on here? Why isn't this big news? So let me pull up an article. And again, anybody wants to com- to comment after I get through this article, the lines will be open. That again, that telephone number 704-802-5056, 704-802-5056. The first article, again, I linked to my source, source material, which is posted in our social media community in the thread. I've linked to that thread from my post on Black Talk Radio Network. So you can read this stuff for yourself. But this came out uh, two days ago. Yeah, two days ago. Three days ago, this was posted on forward.com, not CNN.com, not MSNBC.com, not ABC.com, but forward.com. Senate advances combating BDS Act after shutdown delay. This was their first order of business. The U.S. Senate voted 74 to 19 on Monday to advance a bill that will give cover to states. Because remember, I just told you 26 states have this anti-civil rights uh, legislation and law. And the only people I'm seeing that's challenging this law in the courts is the ACLU. I don't I, I don't know where the NAACP legal defense fund is, but you would think since this undermines a landmark case that they won, Concerning economic boycotts, you would think the NAACP Legal Defense Fund would be filing a friend of the court brief or, or you know, putting out information about this. Shout out to the NAACP organization that did, uh, um, you know, like and retweet it. Some earlier commentary that I had on this on, online because they were aware. Well, I actually tweeted that landmark civil rights case. All right. So anyway, it goes on. It says the bill will give cover to states who've passed laws banning business with supporters of boycott, divestment and sanctions campaign against Israel. A move supported by many Jewish and pro-Israel organizations, but opposed by free speech advocates and left-wing Jewish Jewish groups like Voices for Peace. See, they try to make this an anti, they'll try to call you anti-Semite. And the Republicans have been doing this too. They'll try to call you an anti-Semite for standing up for the human rights of Palestinians. But how can a, a, a Semite, which I have some questions about how we're using that term, you know, but why you don't use that against the people, um, Jewish people who stand up for the rights of Palestinians? Okay. Are they going to label Bernie Sanders and Dianne Feinstein who voted no on this bill? Not Bernie Sanders said not because he supports BDS, but because this violates free speech. And as I tweeted at Bernie Sanders, I tweeted him the landmark civil rights case, which he might have been aware of since he was part of the civil rights movement back in the 60s. He might have been aware of this landmark case, which was decided by the uh, Supreme Court of the United States already. So that's why I'm saying this. They're undermining the First Amendment. The bill known as S.1 was the first measure to be introduced in the new session of Congress this January. It's actually a combination of four bills, one that codifies then-President Barack Obama's 10-year, $38 billion military aid deal with Israel, but ain't got no money for reparations, uh, measures to support the Jordanian government, but ain't got no money for reparations, and add sanctions on Syria. And most controversially, the Combating BDS Act, which would support the 26 states that have already passed measures of forbidding state entities from contracting or investing with groups that boycott Israel. 
S-1 was introduced after the partial government shutdown had already commenced and Democrats had pledged to thwart any bill that did not reopen the government. It failed by a measure of 56 to 44 with only four Democrats supporting it. It needed 60 votes to pass, causing some Republicans to gloat that the Democratic Party was abandoning Israel and, and, and then, you know, thus labeling them anti-Semites playing a race card. But many Democrats who voted no, including Senate Minority Leader Chuck Schumer of New York, had previously expressed support for the bill and said they were only against it due to his timing. So sure, Chuck Schumer, oath breaker, because he ended up voting to pass it. Oath breaker. This time, Schumer was among more than 20 Democrats who voted for it, including possible presidential contender Amy Koblenkar, I think that's how you pronounce her name, of Minnesota. Those who voted no included Kirsten Gillibrand of New York and Elizabeth Warren of Massachusetts, both of whom are running for president, as well as 2016 president candidate Bernie Sanders. Sanders explained that his vote his vote was over the combating BDS Act's First Amendment implications. While I do not support the BDS movement, we must defend every American's constitutional right to peacefully engage in political activity. It is clear to me that S-1 would violate Americans' First Amendment rights. Well, it should be clear to them as well, Mr. Sanders, Senator Sanders. It should be clear to them as well. I mean, because, look, they got entire staffs uh, to look up information and research stuff. I was able to find this landmark civil rights case about economic boycotts in 10 minutes by doing a freaking Google search. So these people knowingly are undermining Amendment 1 of the U.S. Constitution. Amendment 1 of the Bill of Rights. Among the seven senators who did not vote were Kamala Harris of California, a declared presidential candidate, who was in Iowa for a CNN town hall, and Cory Booker of New Jersey. So yes, I'm calling out Kamala Harris. I already then called her out on Twitter. Not that I expect a response, but since she want to announce on MLK Day, since she want to invoke a, a former presidential candidate and U.S. House Congress member Shirley Chisholm, since you want to talk about how your parents was pushing you around in a stroller while attending civil rights marches and whatnot, you thought it was more important to go to Iowa and do a CNN town hall instead of doing your job and going to Washington, D.C. to vote on this bill, which is undermining that landmark civil rights legislation. Okay? So, tell me, why isn't this bigger news than what it is. You only have alternative media commenting on this. I tell you what, where it is big news, is big news in Israel. All the Israeli papers or Israeli-friendly papers, they talk, that that's their target audience. Oh, they definitely been talking about it from a long time, a, 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 a Google search revealed to me. So you talking Russia, 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 24-7 for, what, two years now, 24 months now, with not a single person being charged with colluding with Russia to interfere in an election. Here you have a foreign power who has gotten laws passed in 26 states in the United States and has a bill that has just been advanced through the Senate. This is treason. 
This is treason, and I'm not using that word lightly or for hyperbole or as an exaggeration. I read the oath of office that senators take. I took a similar oath when I joined the U.S. military. It, when these people violate their oaths of office and they undermine the uh, U.S. Constitution so openly and brazenly, you know, as a soldier, I took an oath to defend the Constitution from all enemies, foreign and domestic. Where these people have shown themselves to be domestic enemies of our civil rights. Is the U.S. military, is the Pentagon going to mobilize against these people? People, and y'all want to talk about quote-unquote, restoring democracy in other parts of the world while our democracy here is being undermined from the inside by agents of foreign nations. The evidence is clear. There's no speculating about this. There's no cloak and dagger here. This is out in the open. Debated on the U.S. Senate floor. Where's the news coverage? Where's the outrage? Huh? Where, where is it? Where are the so-called U.S. patriots out there? Y'all want to talk about MAGA? Where are the MAGA people at? When you got Republicans introducing this stuff all across the country. That's making America great. The only great thing, greatness about America has been its propensity to do evil around the world. This is an insidious bill. I could see if somebody was, was participating in the violent overthrow or advocating violence, although violence has its place. But this is peaceful organizing and demonstrations. How you going to tell me, tell, how you going to punish me for saying I'm not going to buy any products made in Israel? For all y'all that got those Wix website, and I'll be putting out information about Israeli products because they can't stop me from boycotting because I ain't trying to get no contract from the U.S. government or from other state of North Carolina or any state for that matter. So, you know, you can't stop me. For y'all, for those that got them Wix websites, y'all supporting hum, human rights abuses. That's an Israeli company. Y'all that got those soda stream uh, contraptions, that's an Israeli company in the occupied territory. You're supporting human rights abuses. You're enabling evil. They for two, I think it's what two or three months now. They've been nonstop shooting nonviolent protesters marching in the street on their right to return to the land that was stolen from their grandparents. Let me give you some information on the states. Kentucky became the 26th U.S. state to pass anti-BDS law. Joining the fight to stop boycotts of Israel, Kentucky became the latest state to enact an anti-BDS law. I mean, I mean, this is going on. I, now, I don't live in Kentucky, but I'm not seeing this being major news. Anywhere on the main networks. It's coming from alternative sources of information. And this particular one comes from a Zionist website, unitedwithisrael.org. Kentucky's Governor Matt Bevin has signed an executive order that will bar any state contracts with companies that support a boycott of Israel while calling the BDS Boycott Divestment and Sanction Movement anti-Semitic and repugnant. Well, how's it anti-Semitic if you standing up for the rights of Semites? See, this is again, ignorance is why people are able to get one over on us. 
Semitic refers to a family of languages of which Arabic is one of those family of languages that are in the group of Semitic languages. Y'all need to do some research, man. Darn, what's the point of having the information highway if you don't never get on it to find information? Okay? And then the majority, uh, and I'm not talking about the Ethiopian Jews, but are anybody calling the Ashkenazi Jews anti-Semitic for what they're doing to the Ethiopian Jews? When I was discussing BDS today, I, I had a suspected racist when we were on a thread talking about reparations for the descendants of victims of slavery. And so when he was talking about how he don't want his tax dollars paying uh, African-Americans descendants of victims of slavery reparations, he comes, I asked him, well, you know what? Are you going this hard whenever the Congress votes to give all of these billions and billions and billions of uh, dollars worth of aid packages to various nations around the world? Because if you look, if the United States just took one year off from giving U.S. taxpayer money away to Israel, to uh, uh, South American countries, to wherever, because there's a whole bunch of them that get U.S. dollars, nations in Africa as well, because that's, that's how they bribe nations to stand with them when they vote on stuff in the United Nations. It ain't because they care about them people. The only ones they seem to care about is these Israelis, but that's a white supremacist satellite practicing white supremacy. But if the United States government took one year off from sending all this money around the world, they could pay reparations and it wouldn't even be an issue anymore. Wouldn't even be an issue. Would not be an issue. And then this guy want to try to call me anti oh you you sound like Hitler I'm like I know you ain't talking to me accusing me of Hitler of being of engaging in Hitler like behavior when I'm the one that's standing up against Hitler like behavior you know the Ethiopian Jews had their population numbers cut in half and Israel by the Israeli government which admitted which admitted to running a eugenics program to cut their population in half. They cut their birth rate down in 10 years. Don't believe me. Don't take my word for it. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm going to do my research, but you do your own. Anybody calling that anti-Semitic? But Yiddish speakers, which is the primarily language of Ashkenazi Jews in Germany, in Israel, and the United States. Yiddish is not a Semitic language. Don't let people play that race card on you. It has nothing to do with hating Jews. I'm not the one with a tiki torch going to Confederate monuments talking about the Jews will not replace us. So don't let them come at you with that. Let me continue. Matt Bevin signed the order on Thursday during a ceremony at the Kentucky Capitol with Israeli Ambassador Ron Dermer and Council General of Israel to the Southeast United States, Judah Verna Shore. Now, let me just ask you a question. What if a state passed some legislation that said that you can't boycott, divest, or put sanctions on Russia? And then a Russian ambassador or a general counsel of Russia to the southeastern United States came over here to a signing ceremony to sign that into law. Oh, you Russia gators will be, will, oh man, your heads would blow up, wouldn't it? Your minds, will y'all be out here having a fit? You know why? Because the media told you to be uh, to 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 do that. You know, it wouldn't be because you don't want a foreign power interfering in your internal politics 
in affairs of your nation because if that was your primary concern, then where's your concern about this? That old Rachel Maddow, so ridiculous. I saw a clip of her today that was circulated on social media where she was talking about this winter vortex that hit the hit the Midwest with with uh, wind chill factors of minus fifty two degrees. People freezing to death. Okay. Oh man, I lo- I, I lost my train of thought. I got I got um, distracted there for a minute. But but again, my point is, you should care about this as an American if you say you care about our civil rights, if you care about the U.S. Constitution. Where are the Oath Keepers at? Where y'all at? Or do y'all only show up when black folks march against police violence, when they done murdered one of us? Is that the only time the Oath Keepers show up? Apparently so. This is what's going on. Now, I have other information, but I'm not one for wasting people's time and just running my mouth. I like to get my point across and then let you uh, uh, marinate on that and do your own research. But I, I, I just got a couple of more articles. So if you got a question or a comment, get it in now. The telephone number 704-802-5056. Hit the star key twice. And greetings to those that's on the line. Here's a couple of articles before I before I get to the um, landmark civil rights case, because this is undermining something that Black folks fought for. We got we fought for this, and the Supreme Court ruled that Americans have a right to participate in economic boycotts. Decades ago, they they ruled this. But uh, this is how some of the rest of the world is looking at this because, again, Israelis have global influence, certainly have influence in the United States, but they have global influence and they've been trying to influence all nations. Well, here you have the Irish Senate. Now, just oppose this or do a compare and contrast with the Irish Senate of Ireland and, and, and compare and contrast that with the U.S. Senate, what they just did. Now, I don't know the Irish Constitution or even if they got a Bill of Rights, but I know the United States has a First Amendment in this Constitution that talks about the right of freedom of speech, which a boycott protest is. I found this a couple of days ago. Irish Senate advances bill to boycott sale of products from West Bank settlements. Let me read that again. Irish Senate advances bill Give me just a second. Let me close this pop-up window. This is coming. This is coming to you from an Israeli website. See, because they they pay attention to what's going on around the world. Irish Senate advances bill to boycott sale of products from West Bank settlements. They should say West Bank illegal settlements. The bill prohibits the export and selling of products and services which come from illegal settlements and occupied territories. Vote was postponed earlier this year after Israel broached the subject. Israel meddles in in everybody's country, don't they? The Irish Senate approved on Wednesday another stage in the legislation to boycott the sale of products from Israeli settlements. The current stage corresponds to a first reading in the Israeli Knesset. In July, the Senate approved the bill in a preliminary reading with support from the opposition. So even the op- people who are opposed in Ireland came together to defend the rights of the Irish. 
Let me start over. In July, the Senate approved the bill in a preliminary reading with support from the opposition. 25 parliament members voted in favor, 20 opposed, and 14 abstained. The bill prohibits the export and selling of products and services, which comes from illegal settlements and occupied territories. The vote was postponed earlier this year in an attempt to reach a compromise with the government, which sought to, which sought to soften it after Israel meddled in Irish affairs. I added that part. I, I paraphrased it. However, mutual understandings were not achieved on the matter, and Israel's foreign ministry slammed Ireland after it passed the bill, stating on the Irish Senate, saying that the Irish Senate has given its support to a populist, dangerous, and extremist anti-Israel boycott initiative that hurts the chances of dialogue between Israel and the Palestinians. Look, y'all ain't interested in no dialogue. Y'all ain't interested in giving up them illegal settlements. You're continuing to expand them illegal settlements. You're shooting people down in the streets that are protesting these settlements and, and their right to return to the land of their forefathers. But they were there thousands of years before these Ashkenazis were airlifted into that country, into Palestine. Okay? So that's what the Irish Senate did. So I'm told the total opposite of what the U.S. Senate did. Next one I want to move to is the EU. Now this is the entire European Union. So this is a worldwide, you know, thing that's going, conversation that's being had, except for in the U.S. American media. Or should I say the U.S. American Israeli media. EU declares right to boycott Israel is protected by free speech. Now, it says, but the foreign policy chief maintains the EU rejects the BDS campaign. They saying what Bernie Sanders saying. We don't personally support the boycott divestment sanction which the UN Human Rights Committee actually supports but the EU says okay we may not agree with it but people have a right to free speech. It's protected in, in Europe in the European Union. The European Union's foreign policy chief has affirmed the right of EU citizens to boycott Israel, but said the EU remains opposed to a boycott on the country. Uh, let me see. Federica Mugharini, high representative of the EU for foreign affairs and security policy, said the U EU firmly protected the freedom of expression, including with regard to BD actions carried out on EU territory. The BDS movement, which stands for Boycott, Divestment, and Sanctions, attempts to increase economic and political pressure on Israel to meet obligations regarding its relationship with Palestine. There you got the EU standing up for free speech. U.S. Senate has not, save for a few senators. And some, like Kamala Harris and Cory Booker, didn't even bother to show up to protect landmark civil rights legislation rerouted in the black power and civil rights movement. They ain't bother to protect the legacy of our parents and grandparents and standing up for liberty and freedom and standing against injustice. Now, again, you might say, what is that? Well, he keep talking about this landmark civil rights legislation. What is what is he talking about? How, you know, how is this rooted in the black community and all? So let me just pull that up for you. Again, it is in the show notes. Let me open that up. This comes from wikipedia.org. The case, because I, you know, I, I do my research. Case law, that's, this is how I found it. I just Googled the term 
case law pertaining to econ- U.S. case law pertaining to economic boycotts. I found NAACP versus Claiborne Hardware Company. National Association for the Advancement of Colored People versus Claiborne Hardware Company, 458 U.S. 886, 1982, is a landmark civil rights case in which the United States Supreme Court ruled 8-0. It would have been 9-0, but, but Thurgood Marshall abstained because, you know, he used to be a lawyer for the NAACP, so they, you know, he didn't want to, he did what he was supposed to do so that there will be no conflict of interest, no no uh, uh, accusations of him being biased. You know, I wish more people had that type of integrity. But anyway, they rule eight to zero that all those states have broad power to regulate economic activities. They cannot prohibit peaceful advocacy of a politically motivated boycott. In March of 1966, the year I was born, black citizens of Port Gibson, Mississippi and other areas of Claiborne County presented white elected officials with a list of particularized demands for racial equality and racial integration. After not receiving a satisfactory response at a local National Association for the Advancement of Colored People meeting at the First Baptist Church, several hundred black persons voted voted to place a boycott on white merchants in the area. In February of 1967, Port Gibson employed his first black police officer and the boycott was lifted. Man, come on, y'all. Y'all fell for that? However, in 1968, Martin Luther King Jr. was assassinated and a young black man, Roosevelt Jackson, Jackson was shot and killed by two Port Gibson police officers. On April the 19th, 1968, the field secretary of the NAACP for Mississippi, Charles Evers, led a march to the Claiborne County Courthouse and demanded that the entire Port Jefferson police force be discharged. When the demand was not met, the boycott on the merchants was reimposed. On April the 21st, Evers made a speech in which he said, if we catch any of you going into these racist stores, we're going to break your damn neck. During the boycott, individuals known as black hats or deacons stood outside stores to identify blacks who broke the boycott. The names of those who were identified were published in a black newspaper and the names were read aloud at at NAACP meetings. In at least 10 instances, blacks who violated the boycott experienced uh, instances of violence, including shots fired into their homes, bricks thrown through their windshields, or tires on their cars slashed. And I'm not laughing at, at the violence, but hey, the United States, as Malcolm X said, not Malcolm X, Martin Luther King said, it's the greatest purveyor of violence on the face of the planet. This tells me that they were serious about this economic boycott. It should be noted that, uh, let me see, on October the 31st, let me get to the case, 1969, the year my sister was born, 17 other merchants sued in Chancery Court of Hines County, 146 individuals, the NAACP and Mississippi Action for Progress in state court to recover losses by the boycott into an enjoying future boycott activity, in other words, to stop it. So, decision by the Supreme Court of Mississippi in December 1980, the Supreme Court of Mississippi upheld the lower court's decision ruling that the boycott was unlawful. See, you can't boycott. It's unlawful to boycott white supremacy. <laughs> wow. Although the court, and that's what the U.S. Senate is telling us right now. 
Although the court held that the secondary boycott statute was inapplicable because it had not been enacted until the boycott had been in operation for upward of two years. And the court declined to rely on the Mississippi antitrust statute, noting that the United States Supreme Court has seen fit to hold boycotts to achieve political ends are not a violation of the Sherman Act 15 U.S.C. Code 1, which was well, 1970 after which our statute is patterned. The court upheld the imposition of liability on the basis of the chancellor's common law, common law tort theory. Okay. In a decision by justice Stevens, the Supreme court, the Supreme court of the United States reversed the Supreme court of Mississippi decision holding that the nonviolent elements of the petitioner's activities were protected by the First Amendment to the Constitution of the United States and holding that the petitioners were not liable in damages for the consequences of their nonviolent protected activity. This decision means that boycotts and related activities to bring about political, social, and economic change are political speech, occupying the highest rung of the hierarchy of First Amendment values. Justice Rehnquist concurred in the judgment only. Justice Marshall did not take part in consideration or decision of the case because, and this is me telling you why, because he had to recuse himself because he was a former NAACP lawyer. Okay? Now, Subsequent history, the case was cited by dissent in Holder versus Humanitarian Law Project 2010. Uh, Justice Stevens, the only remaining member of the court from Claiborne Hardware, joined the majority. So I'm going to have to look up what, what Eric Holder did. Okay. And this has to do with the USA Patriot Act. So that's kind of going off off, um, off the topic of economic boycotts, okay? But they cited this, this landmark civil rights decision handed down by the Supreme Court that it occupied, that economic boycott activity it, uh, uh, occupies the highest rung of protected political speech but yet you had a vast the vast majority of the U.S. Senate led by Republican out of Florida Marco Rubio in voting for legislation to undermine this protected speech this is undermining the legacy of our history as black people and freedom fighters in this country. How is this not big news? Why hasn't the Congressional Black Caucus issued a statement on this? Why didn't Cory Booker and Kamala Harris show up to vote? This is just disgusting to me. And these are oath breakers who failed in their oath, who violated their oaths to support and defend the Constitution of the United States against all enemies, foreign and domestic. They're acting as enemy agents attacking American citizens. But you want to talk about Putin and Russia and some Facebook ads. It's disgusting. So again, cite that case. Remember that case law is a part of, uh, of our history. It's black people. The NAACP versus Claiborne Hardware Company where the United States Supreme Court said absolutely them black folks got a right to economically boycott white supremacy. That's it. Bottom line. And since we don't have any questions or comments, 
because I don't think we should have any questions or comments. I think the information I have provided for you tonight and linked up for you to do your own research is pretty clear. It don't get no clearer than that NAACP lawsuit. Doesn't get any clearer. So where, where do you stand? This is beyond standing up for Palestinians. This is about standing up for our own selves as American citizens because this would set precedence. And it shouldn't even get to the point to where the ACLU got to challenge these people in court when the Supreme Court has already ruled on this. And any federal judge like that Arkansas judge when when the ACLU challenged the Arkansas uh, uh, BD, anti-BDS uh, law, you did have a federal judge in the lower courts talking about that this is commerce. So this is dealing with commerce and the states have this stuff that's already been argued back in 1980 and the Supreme Court has already rendered the decision. That judge needs to be impeached. These senators need to be impeached and removed from office. They have clearly violated their oaths to defend and uphold the U.S. Constitution. With that said, I don't have anything else to say on the matter. And I challenge anyone to prove me wrong. And just know your, your race cars don't work on me. Because I know what a real Semite is. And this ain't about no Semite. This ain't about Palestinians. This ain't about me. This ain't about you. This is about justice and what's right. So with that said, please continue to support this broadcast by supporting the nonprofit new media education organization, Black Talk Media Project, by becoming a blogger or a podcaster or video distributor on our network, blacktalkradionetwork.com, and join our social media community for just $24 a year or make a donation of any amount so that we can continue to bring you the unfiltered, unbiased, unrepentant truth. Not based on feelings, but based on research. That said, recognize the fact that we live as non-white people behind the enemy lines of USA Inc., a nation that has never abolished slavery but carved off a, carved out an exception in the 13th Amendment and created a neo-slavery. So therefore, we have to recognize that so that we can be in the right mindset to end slavery once and for all because you can't end something if you don't even know it exists. Peace and blessings to all.